0: What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down.
1: Hey guys, good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. So you know what that means. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy where we have ditched the couch, grabbed the mics, and we are breaking down all the unpolished wreckage on the corner of Audacity and Advice. Good morning, DB. How are we today?
2: Good morning. Good morning. It is hump day. I am so excited to be here again. And I always love when one of us doesn't have a guest. I mean, Unless you have a guest that you're going to surprise me with that I don't know about, but I just love sometimes when you and I have our conversations, as much as I love our guests and I think what they bring to our show is, you know, such valuable information that you and I, you know, just couldn't necessarily come up with on our own. And I love having experts come and share and enlighten us. But I really just love sometimes when it's you and I and we can just talk and be us and be
1: unpolished and have fun. So I'm hoping you didn't have a guest for me today because. I want to just have fun with you again. Yeah, no guess, just you and I, we're going to kick the can down the road and we'll see what we turn up right on the corner of audacity and advice. I have to tell you though, so bringing it back to basics a little bit, I was in one of my other quote unquote offices and by office, I mean the laundry room. (laughs) Okay. And I'm buried in laundry and I'm folding laundry and I'm doing the kids laundry. And as much as, I say the time is moving so quickly, even though I don't know that I would have wanted to go backwards when when mm-hmm. the kids were babies. I don't think I want to do that stage again. I don't think so. I stopped for a moment and I did take pause as I was folding their sheets, okay, the bedding, Mm -hmm. because I realized to myself, I'm sitting there folding sheets now, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, but they, you know, they're older teenage boys now and I'm folding sheets of theirs that are like the New York Giants or the Miami Dolphins, like the kid version of sheets that they had Mm -hmm. from a million years ago, which whatever, I mean, if the sheet fits, (laughs) right? I mean, there's nothing along with it, but right. Fold it. Uh, I mean, not so easy though, these days with those no. fitted sheets, right? Very true. But- it started me thinking, and I kind of went in, down the memory lane, if you okay. will, in, in my head as I was folding their stuff, thinking like, God, remember the days when like the kids really were infants before, basically before they were even born in utero. And we made such a production over like the layette and what oh my the, the sheets were going to look like in the crib and the bumpers and how the bedding was going to match. And then you had the meeting with the lady who worked at the store and everything had to be coordinated. Yeah. And, custom. And I'm thinking to myself, Dr. Boca, and maybe this is from some of our non-therapy therapy. therapy. I don't know, but I'm like, my God, if I only knew then what I know now, throw a fucking burpee cloth, which is basically like a (laughs) ripped towel. (laughs) And that's what you're going to use when the kid spits up instead Mm -hmm. of like the monogram and the embroider and it all has to match. And then, oh my God, were we stupid, naive? Just, we didn't have the foresight. What was wrong with us? I mean, how many times a day I say this to myself,
2: if I only knew then what I know now. And I think that's what our children do to us, right? Because we just listen to me, trust me. If I could just get it into your head, now you won't make the same mistakes that I made or do it differently. No pun intended, hashtags, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yes, I think it was all of the reasons you just said. We didn't know any better. We didn't have the foresight. We cared about what other people thought. We listened to people. We weren't as evolved as we are today. We didn't have the self-awareness. We didn't have the confidence confidence. And quite frankly, we just didn't know. But yes, the amount of money. And by the way, just a total aside to this, I look at my kids' photos. Okay. My husband's very into photography and he always does these montages for their birthdays and stuff, which is great. And you take a stroll down memory lane. I remember the thought and the energy that I put into their outfits, right? And I feel like my son must have just internalized it and was like, what can I do to just fuck with my mother. And he went through a phase where the more it didn't match, the greater the outfit and satisfaction he had. I mean, so much so that he wore two different shoes and two different socks and wore armbands. It would, like, cause me such anxiety. And I look at these pictures and I'm like, how cute was that? You know, when he did it, but in the moment, I was like, because I know now it doesn't fucking matter what these kids wear. Let them wear whatever they want. Let them wear their hair the way they want. It's all good. But I didn't know that back
1: then. So there are so many of those examples that I could come up with. So many. And we could keep it just kids, but I'm sure that there's oh, a million as we get older. But ba- I will just say the one other thing about the, the baby, baby stage too, how many of you guys out there listening and Dr. Boke, I don't know if this happened to you. I'm sure it did. But the carrying on even about what kind of stroller oh, you're going to have, you have oh. to have like the Rolls Royce of strollers. In the meantime, the Rolls Royce of strollers that you basically need to hire a whole of human <laughs> beings to help you totally put together, take apart, get in the car, get in get the, out car. Of the car. Here in Florida, when it's 100 degrees in July, and you're dripping sweat, but then you're mm-hmm. nervous because you have to hurry up and you have an infant and you don't want anyone to abduct you in the middle of exactly. the parking lot. You, that, you paid for the zillion dollar stroller to right. make your life easier, only to find out that you need 17 master's degrees to figure out how to use it without having a complete nervous breakdown. If I only knew, what I know now, that the little snap and go for $11 at you know, Baby Mart or whatever the store yes. was was really not only the best choice but the only choice that makes common sense
2: absolutely and to anyone listening who is going to have a baby trust us on this one i didn't want the snap and go because i was like oh it looks so cheap and it's like like, fragile and whatever i mean i had you know the bob and the, yeah, whatever. I don't even remember the other one. I did not get a bugaboo. And it was funny because I started pregnant in Manhattan and everybody has the bugaboo there. Yeah, because that's the city stroller. That's the city stroller. What they neglected to tell you is it doesn't translate
1: into the suburbs like you wanted it it to. And it's heavy. the worst. You have to buy a car specifically for Uh the bugaboo. Uh And I just remember too, there's a lot of things I am, but there's some things I'm not and I know what I'm not. And that is someone who's cognizant with spatial relations and like uh, the thing, you could move the handle part backwards and forwards so mm-hmm. that it didn't disrupt way that the kid was facing, sure. so to speak. Uh-huh. I have a mental block for that. So that was always an issue. I mean, the whole thing, if my blood pressure is going up, and again, if I only knew then, what I know now, what I do know is that I'm never having any more babies.
2: But <laughs> so <laughs> you got wiser. right? You got yeah. wiser.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
2: want to stay on this because cool. I probably have a billion and I'm sure our list Sinners probably do. Because my God, I like I said, I catch myself all the time. Like if I only knew, you know, then life mm-hmm. would have been so much easier. But then, you know, the flip side is, isn't that part of life? Is going through the evolution and kind of finding that place. Because I don't know if you would appreciate the place that we're in now where we're
1: like, oh, who cares? It's like such a
2: freeing place.
1: Yeah. And I'd love to hear if you have any examples of stuff that you only wish you knew then what you know now, because my knee-jerk reaction to that would be, it depends on what it is. Because my guess from that philosophical standpoint would be, well, would we really want to know? But I guess it does depend on what it is. What what do you got? Um, What um, do you got?
2: I don't know. I might have realized that the imminent crisis that I was going through with my friend because she might have said that my hair looked bad that day, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or the fight that we had that was so dramatic that it cut across four other friends and it got on the phone. You know, in that day and age, we didn't have social media, right? And it was like this horrific thing and it broke our friendships in half and some went this and I thought this was the most devastating thing in the world. It was fine, right? And here we are, I don't know, 40 years later and we can have a reunion and we couldn't even remember what the fucking fight was about, Mm -hmm. right? So it's that part of, hey, it doesn't just end because the friendships, you got had a little fight. And if it does end and the friendship does fall apart, that's okay okay, too. Friendships do change and evolve and relationships evolve. It is not the end of the world. Like, I think that was a really big one. And I think it's relevant now, not because my kids are in any you know turmoil with their friends. I remember you saying sometimes you like to prepare for things before they happen, right? This is one of those. Like, I want to prepare my children should that day come so they don't have to be as
1: distraught as I was. Right. And it probably is like a rite of passage too. Because my guess is that like the younger you are, when you don't know what you're going to know decades later, it's almost like how like a little kid thinks that like turning one is such a huge deal because relative to their whole life, they've only lived 11 other months versus someone that is an adult. That one year of that person's life is only 150th, let's say, or yeah. whatever the case may be. So on the one hand, yes, it is a rite of passage that we need our kids to kind of learn how to navigate their way with that. But I totally agree with you that like, oh, if I only knew that the angst we had when we were young teenagers in the grand scope of life isn't going to mean anything anything. Nothing. How great would that be?
2: Yeah. And you know what? And even if I could have just taken from that, that I would develop like resilience and and the, the positives from it, because there are positives. But in that day and age, you don't see one freaking positive at all. And I have another one that I think would have been very helpful for me. And it, it, it ties back to when we had Jen on the phone doing, on the phone, listen to me, I'm like
1: dating myself since we're going backwards here. If when you only had, knew then what you know now, that phones are now <laughs> smartphones and computers yes. and yes. Zoom calls and FaceTime. Exactly. So I totally dated myself there. But I think when we had
2: Jen on the podcast, I really think that I would have not put so much energy in the cool college to go to, right? Or the cool car to drive or anything like that. I don't think it's it mattered, right? I think I could have been just as happy at a different school, even though I had a great experience at the college that I went to. Was it the perfect school for me? No. Were there other schools that could have been equally perfect and much cheaper? Sure, right? And just as academically successful, I don't really think it mattered. But if I tried to tell my kid that right now, they would be like, no. You have to go with your ranking and the and the U.S. News World Reports, which we know is bullshit, but U.S. News and World Report, and they get themselves in the fluster, right? And so I bring it up, and as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, Rach, you should listen to this because now we as parents don't have to get stressed
1: out about it because we know the reality about it. But I do wish I knew that back then. I think that that makes sense. I thought what you were going to say because maybe I was just imparting my thoughts when I think of college. If I had known then what I know now, I probably would have maybe taken college more seriously. I had an amazing four years and I loved every single day of college, bar none, no question about it. But I think just based on where I am now from a career standpoint, I (laughs) wish that I actually had zeroed in and focused more on a career path that would have withstood the test of time. Now, again, we don't know where we're gonna be and we evolve and change and who I was at 17, 18, 19, and 20, Or 18 to 21. I forget how old I was back then, but (laughs) chances are that isn't who I am now. I I, I know it's not, but I still do think that a little bit that if I had known how in flux I would Mm -hmm. feel about not having something that truly I can hang my hat on. I probably would have shown up in class a little bit more. That's all. Okay, so that's fascinating
2: to me and kind of goes and raises a whole nother question about this rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going through like my Ducks in my head of the things that I would say, hey, I wish I could have known then, I, one of the first things I probably would have said was I wish I didn't study so hard and didn't take school so seriously, right? Okay. Wow, I love
1: that we're so different on that. I know,
2: right? So, I mean, I still had fun and I did my sorority, but if you ask any of my friends, like, I studied my freaking ass off. It did not come naturally to me. And so what would take somebody else an hour? I would have to take many hours and I would stress, like, literally stress about tests. So I would add that to the equation, like, the test doesn't fucking matter. Okay, just do your best. And I try to instill that in my kids, even though I still have anxiety about those tests. But what's interesting, though, is that even though I didn't know I was going to be going on to graduate school for psychology... I knew I was going to do something after college that I was going to have to use these grades and these classes to get into. So I knew there was going to be a higher education next step. I wasn't done with school. So maybe that played a role in it. So I already had somewhat of a, I didn't necessarily know what the direction was, but I knew it was a means to that next end. And therefore I did study. So that's so interesting that you and I were totally the opposite way. And it kind of goes back to if I had known then, I wouldn't have, but would I have ended
1: up in the same place? I don't know. I would say you probably would have because it's not to say that I didn't study or work hard when I worked hard. Looking back, I don't know that I had something that I was laser focused on that when I graduated, you know, my dad always used to say to me, go to college. You can be anything you want to be, but when you graduate college, you need to be able to Finish the sentence. I went to college and now I am a blank. And whatever that blank is, just be the best blank you can be. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, it's still that question mark is on the blank. And that's frustrating for me, which is why, with my kids, even though I don't want to pressure them, I want them to learn from. And again, I use the word mistake loosely Mm because there are no mistakes, right? Where this is all our journey. But I want them to at least hear and recognize the if I only knew them what I know now piece of that and then they can do what they will with it.
2: Right. And I was going to add to it, you know, this is the psychology part of me, is how much was I influenced by my parents? And if I knew, if I had only known then what I know now, I would not have given so much credence to what my parents wished for me and would have seen them hopefully as guides, but not dictators, for lack Mm. of a better word, right, Mm -hmm. where their rules ruled. And so what's so interesting is it was always instilled upon me. There was no choice. I had to go to college. But if I knew then what I know now, yeah, I might have made the same choice. I don't know. But there were choices and I didn't know then that there were choices where some of my friends knew there were choices and did they, you know, one of the other things I have here is traveled more. They traveled instead of gone, you know, went to college right away or got the graduate degree right away and I just kind of consistently plowed through it. So it's just an interesting thing to think about is, you know,
1: if you knew then, w- where would I be? I don't know. I'll tell you what. Here's a basic one. But I wish I knew then what I know now as it relates to sunblock. Yep. Now, it was drilled in my head day after day after day after day growing up. Wear sunblock, wear sunblock. It this was. I yes, really? I defied that. Um. And I was the one who, which I'm sure many of us were like this, with, with the baby oil, oil. or the tinfoil or the sun or whatever, even though I did have that chatter in my ear from my family saying the sun is terrible, the but you know, you think you're invincible. Oh, not me, not me, not me, not me. Now I look in the mirror. Oh my God, me, right? Oh God, (laughs) that wrinkle or that this or that something. I wish I knew then for real what I know now about the ramifications of the detriments of the sun.
2: Absolutely. And I would say the same exact thing, but I didn't get the chirping. Nobody guided me. So I had no idea. And I've had basal cell. I've had to have plastic surgery over the basal cell. And nobody taught me about like moisturizer, like, hello. So therefore... I wish I knew then that to take care of my skin. And then if we pushed it up, you know, a little bit further up in my 20s, I wish I knew about Botox earlier, right? So if I could have course corrected from the lack of course, Given right. from my parents, and then I could of course corrected earlier, so I wouldn't be playing catch up now. So that, and so just to piggyback on your skin situation, I totally agree with that. And along the same lines of like just preserving and self care, I would have taken advantage of free therapy at either the college level or at an institute because dealing with it when it's free is so much better. So to all of our listeners, if your kids are in college definitely take advantage of either the student counseling services, or if you're like in a cool city like Manhattan or Boston or California, you know, I know that's not a city, but LA or one of those where there's training institutes, definitely get reduced therapy for your children. It's like the greatest gift you can give them. And you're not like puking at the cost. And I say that knowing that these are trainees, but the benefit of doing that is that they're supervised. So it's two people on their case. Trust me on this one. So listeners, go find them cheap therapy. I
1: love it. I love it. Wow. I wish I knew that then. Yeah. what well, we now know. Exactly. Huh. I think I said traveling, but there's so much other stuff that I would
2: put in be- even before the traveling. I wish I knew that your 20s, you didn't have to get married. Right. Mm -hmm. I wish I had known that you could like, well, you didn't have to. No, but like again, you didn't have to, but like you saw all your friends doing it. And mm -hmm. so there was this, oh my God, oh my God, my eggs are going to dry up. I want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. If you do. Right. And I was, I was unsure at that time if I did, but a guy came and he was great. And so I got married because that's what you're supposed to do. It's like the next step. And, you know, you always say that you're so literal. I think I was so literal back then and I was just like there is a course and you have Mm -hmm. to stay on course. And guess
1: what? There's not a course. And I think that's something that I appreciate that I know now that I didn't know then. I agree with that too. Not in my 20s, but even in my 30s. I I wish I knew then that the decisions, and I don't want this to be so heavy, but I guess some decisions don't matter. You know, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't matter that, you know, in 1989, I ordered the steak when I probably really should have ordered the chicken, right? Mm -hmm. But- some of the big decisions, right, the marital decisions, sure. where you're moving, where you're going to live, relocations, things of that nature, career or the lack thereof. I wish I knew that those decisions really do impact you for yeah. the good, for the bad, for the in-between. Again, it is all part of the journey, and we can't perseverate on, on nitpicking Thinking that the decision is necessarily a bad one. No. But I guess sometimes we don't realize the gravity of the decisions until maybe never, right? right? because maybe they're repressed, or maybe just decades, decades later, when you are in some type of therapy dynamic, where you're really unwinding some of these things. And I think I kind of been talking out of both sides of my ass as I say this, because on the one hand, it's like, well, I wish I knew. But then on the other hand, do we really because have we learned nothing in our current day life and the models that we're learning now that we are who we are, who we are because of what we've done, what we've done, what we've done. And who knows, maybe this was all pre- Maybe this was all predetermined. Maybe everything's been scripted for us and we're Mm -hmm. all just sort of guests on our own path of life. I don't know. I don't want to get so ethereal on this.
2: No, but as you were speaking, I was like, I wouldn't undo my marriage, my first marriage at all. I mean, I I loved my first marriage and that experience of having it. I just believe it's made me who I am today and it's made me be available for that next person that my current husband and my children. And it just was the trajectory, as I always say to you, there's like the journey takes you anywhere. There's no wrong turn. You can always go the other way, you know, just put you at a different fork. So I don't want to undo it. But I think the bigger part of it is I just wish I knew the rules differently, if that makes Mm. sense. Like, I wish I just knew that that you didn't have to do it that way. That's all. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done it, just like I'm not saying I wouldn't have gone to the college. I just would have liked to have known that it didn't have to be so concrete and so linear and so... Check, 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 that type of thing. Um, but going back a little bit to self care, I can tell you one thing a little lighter than, you know, the journeys that we take. I once have gotten caught up in the hardcore exercising and not appreciating like the future where we are today and the joint pain and the back pain and the neck pain because I was so hard, like on the CrossFits and the running and, you know, the intense. What was that step aerobics classes that we used to take, right? The impact-oriented stuff. And so I'm paying the price now. So I do wish I knew about that. And along the same lines, I wish, like you said about sunscreen, I wish I stretched more when I was younger.
1: I could not agree more, and there's nothing even for me to add to that because my body feels it every single day. Mm -hmm. All the years of distance running, triathlons, yes, the CrossFit, the biking, the hiking, all of it has absolutely caught up with me, but the one twist I'm going to put on that is that that was so part of who I was at that time. It was part of my identity. It was a passion of mine. I did know and recognize and feel what a runner's high is. Finishing those triathlons, doing hiking and climbing and and all that kind of stuff is even to this day, I love it so much Mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily feel as though, oh, I wish I didn't do it, but I agree and will dovetail off of the, the stretching aspect, if I had known that maybe there were ways to hedge those future yes. aches and pains with the stretching, maybe with whatever physical therapy and, you know, maybe there, there were certain, you know, preventative um, things you could PT, have done. Also. Yeah, yeah, things like that, preventative measures, because boy, oh boy, you wake up in the morning and I have very strong memories of all of those races and all of those activities because my body just doesn't let me forget. And that's not a good feeling, forget. It's ow, ow, ooh, ah. Where did those aches and pains come from? Well, yesteryear.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And with that, I would say also, I mean, I feel like I have a whole list of things that I don't live my life in regret at all. It's just more information that might have changed the trajectory or might not have. I started straightening my hair because my mother had curly hair and she hates curly hair. So she was like right on that bandwagon when I even maybe said the word straw. She was like on it, like a fly on shit, right? And she took me down to Miami to a guy's apartment and they used lie on my hair, right? Because that was like the most intense straightening at that time. And I started doing that like when I was 13 years old. And if I knew then what I knew now... I would never have started straightening my hair, may not have ever started coloring my hair because who knew in your late 40s, early 50s that like hair is a rare commodity in women sometimes, right? Your hair thins, your hair doesn't have the same moisture in it and the same elasticity and the same fullness. And I had no idea. And where were the adults in the room, as you always say, guiding me? Nobody told me that. So I, I do wish I knew then. And now, as you can see, I do try to engage curly hair
1: when I can because I want to give it a break sometimes. Nobody told me that either so I'm on your page with that too too so much so that I actually recently threw out my flat iron because mm, yeah it's so bad I love what you just said like hair is rare you know as you get older <laughs> and it is true I that's another thing I look in the mirror every day I'm like oh my god I wish I knew then when I had a beautiful mm-hmm. mane of hair and it was thick Getting, and even if I complain then about the frizziness and the this and yeah. the that, to have that texture again and to have the that quantity. volume, right? The quantity mm-hmm. of it. If I only knew then what I know now, I never would have flat iron, Brazilian straightener, right, or wh- all whatever it. all that mumbo jumbo is. Yeah. And it goes so That's that, a bummer.
2: Yeah, totally a bummer. And I, you know, thank God they've created other things that maybe one day or beautiful hats that we can use to cover it all up. But I always go back to that meme that says, you know, I only wished I mm-hmm. am as skinny now as I
1: thought I know, was when I was fat. Exactly. Or whatever, or when I was yeah. skinny, whatever it is, yeah. I wish
2: then I appreciated yeah. how skinny I was. And I, I wish de- I
1: was as fat now as I was. No, no, no. I wish I, yeah, I wish I was as fat now as I thought. I wish I was as skinny now as I thought I was when I was fat in that picture. Yeah. Is, basically, right? it's. I don't remember how to say It's basically it, right? saying you, you weren't fat. We're all freaking crazy. And if we look back on what we thought we were fat, we would be like, oh my God, I, I wish I, I wish. could only be that fat because you look terrific. Exactly. That's my point. And I would say
2: that about my hair, right? Yeah. And that would have been if I knew then that yep. this was going to be the best my
1: hair was going to be, I would have celebrated it. So there is truth to all of that. So Speaking of sp- fat and skinny, though, how about just, again, as cliche as it sounds, don't we all wish, like, if we only knew then what we know now, like, eat the fucking slice of pizza. Oh, right, sure. Absolutely. Have the cake. Big yeah.
2: fucking deal. Who cares, right? It's not going to make or break you. And, you know, this is one that I didn't think about. But having done it back then, I would say to my adult self now, Or to our listeners, or to you, if you hadn't done it, that I could see you having this feeling. So I went skydiving when I was 18. My dad and I went, and that day was basically ride on a motorcycle two and a half hours or three hours, jump out of an airplane, and then ride back and put the video in and show my mother who had no idea any of this was happening, right? So it was awesome. But if given that opportunity to do it today, because I have children, I likely wouldn't have done it. So I would say to the younger version of myself that I did do it, but those who haven't, like my children or other people, like try it then, right? Because when you have children, you're probably not going to do it. So I locked out, but a lot of other people, you know, it would have been a really great experience. So, you know, don't be in that situation. If I know that, you know, if I know now what I knew then, you'll know then and do it because you won't get that opportunity or you won't want to do it because you'd be terrified to die, I guess, when you have children. So if you're going to do plastic surgery or jump out of an airplane, do it earlier. Yeah, I guess
1: I mean, I don't even know how to comment on that. Because <laughs> what if I wanted to say, well, I do have kids, but I do still have jumping out of an airplane on my list. And and not that it's on the top of the list, because it's not. And I feel like kind of that ship has sailed relative to like my enthusiasm of I've got to do it, I've got to do it, I've got to mm-hmm. do it. For me, it's my bucket list items are more like, I want to climb Kilimanjaro, or I want to mm-hmm. go to Machu Picchu, or I want to yeah. see the pyramids. And not that that, going to see the pyramids is dangerous per se, but like, you know, climbing a mountain potentially could be. I wonder though, you know, the jumping out of an airplane, how many people still do it if they have kids, you know, people who are daredevils or who scale mountains and are free falling climbers or Mm -hmm. um, whatever. They live in a world where taking risk is part of their job. And I know that that's probably a conundrum with their families if they do have kids. But I think that whatever that person's personality is, whoever attaches themselves to them, mm-hmm. i.e. the spouse or whatever, has to know that that's part of who their personality is. And they're probably, if, if they're inclined to do those things, don't you think at some point they're probably going to do it anyway? Yeah.
2: And well, I guess- your dad did it. And he was a parrot. Sure. And I would say that I'm banking on the majority of our listeners being more like the us of the the world. Not that we would never do it, but that is something that people think about. And so you don't have to think about it when you're 20. You do sometimes. It sometimes gives you pause. Sometimes it's the deal breaker. But for other people, it does give them pause. And it's one less thing to have to give them pause if they do it early was where I was going with that. But I do agree with you. This is what I love as much as we keep saying our journey would have maybe taken us here anyway, or there's this is what created us. What I love about being able to say, I wish I knew then what I know now, is that we are at a place where we know and it's okay. And we're Good, right? We've learned and evolved so much. And yes, wasted energy, but there is something to be said. Like when you have an anxious person and they're constantly in a state of anxiety, and then we give them medicine, it's like the spinning stops. And for the first time, they see the contrast between what they had been feeling their entire life that they didn't even know was anxiety and what calm feels like. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I explain where we are right now. We didn't know. How much we could not care, or that it doesn't really matter. And we appreciate it now so much because we spent the first 40 years of our lives, thinking about which bugaboo and what people are going to think and keeping up with the Joneses and which college I had to go to and all of these things. So when you get to this attitude where does it really matter, and not to say that we're all perfect and we don't care at all, but when we can get to that place and be comfortable in our skin, we can see the contrast now. So if we didn't have all of those previous experiences, we wouldn't appreciate where we are now. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Again, it's like a double-sided coin and I don't think think that the goal in life, you know, the youth is wasted on the young. It yeah. is. I mean, and shit happens, right? But there are some that I'm going to instill in my children <laughs> so that they're not sitting where we are one day and complaining about their wrinkles.
1: I'll tell you one thing, just to throw a monkey wrench in, one thing I'm glad I didn't know then that I do know now is how dangerous it is to do really stupid things when you're young and thank God that just luck was on our side, okay? And we had a foreign country with strangers in the middle of the night doing God knows what, God knows where, and then waking up God knows where, (laughs) and holy cow, if I only knew Then what I know now, in a million years, well, we probably wouldn't even be alive. So thank God in that regard, the youth, the ignorance, and that it all did pan out because we've all done, and no judgment here other than the fact that it's just life, we did some really stupid things because we we didn't know.
2: Right. Look, sometimes ignorance, I know you hate this, but sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? Or lucky. Or Or lucky. lucky, Or very lucky. And we also had the advantage of not having social media. So it was even luckier right, for us that we could do some of those things and survive them. Now, not only could they potentially survive them, but then they would die because it was filmed and now everybody knows about the stupidness that they did. So I would take our version anytime. But yes, I totally agree. There's that piece of it also is that I wouldn't have done a certain certain things if I really knew what the consequences could be. Um, and there's probably a list of times that I should thank my lucky
1: stars that I'm still here. So to the listeners out there, if there is any scenarios where you wish, if you only knew then what you know now, we would love to hear what your thoughts are. I'm sure some of the things that Dr. Boca and I have thrown out today, potentially you too agree with, but we always love to hear what your if I only knew then what I know now scenarios are. So you know you can always email us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can send us direct messages or put it out into the metaverse for all of us to read on social media, Facebook and Instagram at unpolishedtherapy. If I only knew then that what I know now about Twitter is the same <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I don't know if I would have done it different or I would have learned how to do it more. I have no idea, but we are on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's going to be like the bad joke of like every episode <laughs> here. It's like the ugly stepchild of unpolished therapy. You know what? In all fairness,
2: Twitter should like sponsor us. I know. So right? that we can stop shaming ourselves about it. And maybe like someone from Twitter can call us and explain how it yeah, really it's works. Give us a tutorial,
1: Twitter. Come totally. on, Twitter. Yeah. But we are on Twitter at untherapy. So if you want to tell us what you wish you only knew then what you do know now, we'd love to hear it. We'll figure out how to how to find your tweets on Twitter. Dr. Boca, final thoughts. Anything else that you wish you had known or if you only had known then what you know now, please do share.
2: You know, I think the only one, I mean, there's probably a few more, but one of the other ones that I was thinking about and our listeners, if you have younger people in your lives, this is a good one, actually. i had always heard it, but I never did it. I would have journaled so that I could look back and see the evolution of how I got to where I am because what they don't tell you is that your memory also goes. But the reality is there is something really great about being able to look back and remembering those incidences that you are, thank God, alive to remember, and also see how far you've evolved and grown and what choices you made at those forks in the road. So that's just, I guess, one more thing if I had known then what I know now, I would have tried to implement earlier.
1: Well, let me ask you a question on that. Do you really? think that you would go back and read it because as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, I have a lot of things that I've written over the course of time, but it gives me anxiety almost to think about having to go back and look at it. I know it's there. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I know I can point to it if I need it, but there's something almost homework assignment-y about Hmm. that to me that Mm -hmm. in a way I don't want to go back and read it. Is that I mean, Hmm. we could probably dissect that till the cows come home. We But but I'm wondering for you, if you only knew then what you know now as it relates to journaling, is it because you don't have the journals to go back to? And if you did have the journals, maybe you wouldn't feel that way. Because it would be like a burden to have to go back. Right. I I don't, I'm not suggesting
2: you do it every day and reread it as though like the novel, you know, like, um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, that we read like 600 times as we were younger, right? But I do think not only is it helpful because I don't remember everything that happened and there were moments in my life that I would have liked to have wondered and help me identify maybe what my kids were experiencing or at that time in my life or share with them. And I also think that I don't see it as an anxiety-producing thing. In many ways, there's things to celebrate, and then there's things that I would say, oh, I really still need to work on that. Clearly, it's carried with me for the last 30 years, but it's also something that maybe my kids would have wanted one day, and I never really thought about it because I didn't have kids back in college, thank God, right? One of those things that I dodged, you know, in my early 20s that I was very lucky about. So I don't know. That's a very interesting thing. And I guess, you know, you, based on your experiences and the way the pressures that you put on your yourself and the expectations that you have on yourself versus the pressures that I put on me or the expectations I have on me. And the way that I look at it is just very different. So our listeners use your discretion, but it's just
1: one of those things that if I had known then what I know now, I would have done. I love it. Okay. I'm going to sit with that one and kind of let that marinate in and um, we can continue the conversation. Yeah, we can Maybe on another podcast about (laughs) that one. I love it though. And I think today was really fun. I mean, we kind of just had a cool kind of unpolished chat about if I only knew then what I know now. And there's a lot of great nuggets of information there. So we can't go back. We can only go forward. We should never have regrets. And we should take that moment of pause to think about, well, if I only knew then what I know now, maybe just that paradigm shift that we've been talking about this year is, okay, I didn't, but I know it now. And then how do we move forward? How do we do it differently? How do we make meaning? out of the potential mess of what we didn't know then, but that we do know now, right? Good chip. Exactly, well said, Rach, well well said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, well then on that note, it's another Wednesday. I loved our time together. To the listeners out there, we hope you come back next week and join us on the corner of Audacity and Advice, where our wheels and yours get spun upside down. This has been Rachel Silver-Cohen and the lovely Dr. Boga for Unpolished Therapy. See you next week, everyone.
0: Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone. Like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.